For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Bleed at Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Taylor, Sports Talk 97.7. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday evening. Of course, you can get us on the hotline or text line, 888 Final show of season 14, Beck Haynes. Good to have you in, Yeah, Yep, yeah, glad to be here. It's been a long season, Ben. It's, I was thinking today. It's been a run, 24 shows this year. Yeah. I was thinking today, it's our first season of having, I would say, such a such a down year in football. I'm sure we picked, yeah, picked the dogs to go nine and three, finish three and nine. I mean, uh, oh, what the, what we had the numbers right. Yeah, to, to, I don't know. BC may have said ten and two. Possibly, Dave. Possibly. He certainly didn't say eight and four. We know I that, was so. buying into AK. There ain't no doubt. No doubt. So to, to go through that, and then obviously the the uh, the tenure of Skip Holtz ending. Ben, it's been an up and down year. It coming, has. coming off a hot baseball, I mean hot. It was baseball hot. season, and I mean we pretty we started looking ahead to baseball season about November. No, it really did. Yeah, Needed really to. did. Maybe October a little <laughs> Needed bit. Needed some optimism. So it's been an interesting year, Ben. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk in the next segment. We're going to go back to August and kind of what some of our thoughts were back then uh, to you know how we really got to this point because, like you said, there's been a a lot of twists and turns, you know, even, you know, going back to that football season as bad as Louisiana Tech was and all the close games that they lost, I don't think any of us truly expected Skip Holtz to be let go until he was let go. Right, I think some of us definitely wanted it, fans of Tech, definitely wanted it, never thought it would happen, um, but yeah, I, I would say I was in that camp of I didn't think it would happen. Yeah. You know? uh, am I mad about it? Nope. Ben, I'm not. I think Cumbie's got the fans fired up. Yep. Just on the other side of this plexiglass right here, just the average fan over here. I know you're like an expert. But you are jacked the up. The average fan is jacked up, well, let me tell you. Well, let, let's go to that. So, last week we talked a lot about National Signing Day. Listen, the second signing period, let's be honest, it's lost some of its luster. The early signing period gets all the hoopla around, and there's some late kids in the late signing period that like to make a big deal. They like to put three hats on the table. They only got offers from one, but hey, they chunked the other two in the crowd, and they look tight, and everybody claps for them. That's but right. It is what it is. Louisiana Tech had a ho-hum late signing period. They announced the signees uh, of five kids. Uh, signing class, I believe, ends up 77th nationally, number three class in Conference USA. Uh, listen, let's be honest with ourselves. Transition year, transitioning to a new head coach, you have to be happy with it. You look at the five late signees, Devontae Mazi, D-back, Jonesboro Hodge, Joe Tyasi, offensive tackle, Elijah Bowser, offensive tackle, John Lack, John Locke, tight end from San Antonio, DeAnthony Gatson, running back from Newton, Texas. But here's my thing. We talked about the signing day um, extravaganza that Louisiana Tech has at the Davidson Athletic Complex. Ten new, ten new assistant coaches as well. Um, it was very interesting to me. Very good crowd. It was a Wednesday night in Ruston, Louisiana. Let's be honest. Forty-five dollars a pop, right? Forty-five bucks a pop. But like, look, it's church night in Ruston. Yeah. Like, if we're being honest with ourselves, I know. 
So I, I didn't know really what I was expecting going to the going to the extravaganza. Well, you also got this, this whole new staff. It's run differently. Yes, you know, it is. Nine years or whatever of running the same. Probably now had it's 20, different. 25 tables in there. Put an assistant coach at each table, which I definitely right. appreciate. Stop it. Yes. They did. You got to love it. That's thinking with the old noggin, BC. Let the fan base get to know the coaching it. staff. All right. I love it. But this coaching staff to me, um, and, and Sonny Cumbie's talked a little bit about this. When he was out recruiting coaches to join his staff, he wanted to get coaches to join his staff at Louisiana Tech that this would be the best job they've ever had. That's an interesting strategy. It is. because And I don't necessarily hate it. Uh, Gary Patterson did the same thing when he was at TCU about getting coaches the best job they've ever had. Maybe they take a little bit more pride in the job. Maybe they stick around with you as a head coach a little bit longer. I like that thought. Each of the ten assistants got up and spoke at the signing day event. This is a much different staff much different. than Skip Holtz had. Skip Holtz had a lot of great dudes on That's not what I'm saying. This staff is, the, the best way I know how to describe they're a bunch of football dudes. like bunch of football guys. Like, they're not going to get up there and just wow you right. with... Oh, what have we said all along? Don't give. Like, don't, I don't want the polished. I agree. We're not a university. Like I get it, the Alabamas and the other big universities, which I'm not going to get into any names. Okay, but those they have a little different fan base to appease. Does that make sense? Correct. Like they don't have time for up and comers. They ha- they they need established dominant people. Tech is in a unique position, especially coming off the tenure of Skip Holtz, when we really needed a change. To have some unpolished guys that that to to regenerate the fan base and football maybe dudes. Eric Wood knew what he was doing. Maybe Possibly. he did. We're maybe gonna find out. We super gonna find lucky. out. We gonna maybe, find out. Maybe he got super lucky. But I absolutely love that. I love these guys that are unpolished. But like you said, you walked out of there saying those are some football dudes. Yeah, like they're, and they're not gonna... excited because we had the lowest amount of energy we've ever had in the Joe Stadium. Just. I mean, I'm gonna go back. I wasn't born 50 years ago. Easily, <laughs> the lowest we've ever had. And now it's like to have these guys with all this energy in there. I mean, again, what did maybe two- Eric Wood knew what he was doing, but if not, the, he had a home run. What did the maybe two old men that. say leaving the Southern Miss game? Oh, like, oh, we'll see you next year. And he goes, well, I, maybe. As in, like, I don't know. Well, there could be two meanings. I don't know if I'll be here. Or number two, I don't know if I'm renewing my tickets. <laughs> Fair enough. So just, I mean, we're gonna go with he. He didn't know if he was renewing your tickets and. Ben, that's concerning. I mean, this was down in the old blue chair backs. This wasn't up at the top. That yeah. means he's been buying the tickets for a while. A little minute. Yeah. But, you know, these guys, when I say they're football dudes, like, they didn't, like, command the room. Like, they weren't, like, the funny guys. But at the same time, you didn't, they didn't feel like you were BS. They weren't BSing you. You know what I'm saying? You got some genuine stories. Jake Brown, co-offensive coordinator, we've had him on the show. I don't know if I told you the story. He got up there to introduce himself, and he was like, listen, I was on an interview with Bleed Tech Blue Radio a couple weeks ago, driving through Baton Rouge, trying to get back home, get pulled over by a cop, speeding, obviously, while I'm on the radio with Bleed Tech Blue. And I'm like, man, thanks for the free pub. Shout out. Absolutely. Like, like, we'll pay the ticket if we need to. Thankfully, he didn't ask me to after it was over, but you kind of get my point. But it, it was just a, a really cool event. It was good, like you said, to see the fan base 
uh, ignited, excited. Spring practice starts up March 22nd, April the 8th. Mark it down on your calendar. Big scrimmage under the lights on a Friday night in the Joe. Spring game, April 23rd. couple of dates to mark down uh, for Louisiana Tech fans that are getting interested to know this new staff, this new team for 2022. Shifting to basketball, uh, Dunkin' Dogs now 8-3 and three in conference play. They split uh, the road trip out to Florida. They fell 83-73 on Thursday night to FAU. FAU now leads the East. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, FAU was leading the country in three-pointers that night. There ain't no denying that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, bounced back with an 86-82 win on Saturday at FIU. It was an FIU team that was 10-1 at home. Uh, really the tale of two halves. This is crazy, Beck. I know you didn't watch the game because you, you know, <laughs> average fan. Yeah. Uh, 30 to 25 at the half, okay? Add okay. that together for All me. All right. 55. Yeah. Second half score, 57 56. Both teams outscored the total number of points scored in the first half. Eric Lovett for FIU. I think he had nine threes in the game. Uh, they were white hot from the outside. Tech had an answer. Kenneth Lofton Jr. I think he finished like 21-13-7. Almost puts up a triple-double. Nonetheless, it, it was really good for Louisiana Tech to get back in the win column. I uh, had an opportunity to speak with Eric Cockle today during his media session. A uh, little side note. Conference USA. Home teams are winning 64% of the games in league play. It's the second highest conference rate in the country. Uh, and Louisiana Tech leads the conference in road wins. So uh, if you're a Tech fan, you have to be satisfied in that aspect. Also a little nugget, Conference USA, you talk about skills and shooting. Sixth highest ranked league in three-point field goal percentage as well. Get, get a little Steph Curry action out there. There you go. Uh, Brooks Store Squad, Lady Texters, entered the week last week at 3-5 and five overall in CUS- CUSA play. They are now 6-5 and five after sweeping FAU, and FIU uh, picked up a 68-65 win over UTEP last night. Uh, they will get set for their fourth game in eight days on Thursday night when 8-1 and one out of the East Charlotte comes to the Thomas Assembly Center. Lady Texters are 9-1 and one at home, so they're taking advantage of this four-game homestand uh, before they'll hit the road again next week. Um, let's see what else we got to get into. Trent Taylor, Beck Haynes. Going to the Super Bowl. Well, Super Bowl action this Sunday. You jacked up for I'm it. I'm excited. This is going to be a, a fun Super Bowl. Just, I just like having different teams there. I mean, I, I mean, I, I respect the, uh, the, the Tom Brady's and the, the Patty Mahomes of the world, but to have neither of them in the Super Bowl is a little different. It is a little different, but you know, I'm not mad about no, it. you know, I'm a Joey B guy, uh, really would be equally as excited for both these teams to get a Super Bowl win. I mean, Matty Stafford's a great story. I mean, great guy, right? More pressure, Matty Stafford or Joe Burrow in this oh, game? Oh, I think Matty Stafford. I think Joe is already, uh, exceeded expectations. Maybe some pressure on the media on like who they're going to just drool over if, Do if Joe just- Burrow doesn't win the Super Bowl, but. I mean, Matty Stafford. I mean, this is Joe's second year, first full year with two legs. I mean, the, the Bengals. First full year with two legs. <laughs> Seriously, <it's> a, <laughs> the Bengals aren't a national brand. No, but they, uh, what do you think the ratings look like for this game? Are they no, impressive? It's gonna be, I, so you're, the question with that is, well, because Rams don't really have fans. That is true. Did you see that Rams? There might be uh, more people in the studio than Rams fans. Taves, did you see that Rams pep rally? 
It was on Twitter. It's like 500 people there. Yeah, like it was embarrassing. Like they have such a bad fan base. Like they had like this stage set up, and there was like high school bleachers, and like they set up. Uh, rails it was at a high was, school stadium. Yeah, and it was like two people deep on the rails. <laughs> like it was, and, and like I understand the appeal of going to L.A. if you're the Rams, but. Like, it is, like, like you said, it's just an advertisement some those, venue. Some of those market moves, and I get that there's more analytics and data run on that than we could ever imagine, but it's kind of one of those, I wonder if they get so so into it, into the possibility of what you could be or what you could do, that they forget to step back and just look at, like, that's never going to happen. You know, like, it's just people in L.A. do not care about the Rams. They just don't. They don't. They it's just like don't. The, well, the 49ers kind of took over their stadium in the NFC Championship, I believe, the week prior to. You know, they've they've just been dom. It's just a weird thing to. So, me. To, so to answer your question, you know, Bengals fans they had to go dig up the old jerseys out of the closet. Yes, they did. The Boomer Esiason because jerseys. it hadn't been much to be excited about. I think, but I mean, in the same. Token like people like me who aren't a fan of either of those teams are just as excited to watch. We need to find out the odds on Trent Taylor being Super Bowl MVP. What would it take? Two punt returns for touchdowns. So he's got to be like plus a hundred thousand, right? And we can try. I I don't even know if they have any odds. Yeah, we could find a book that would have it. I'll look. I'll look across the books. I'd put a bone or two on it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you might as well. You think the Bengals win? I I really don't. Oh, Taves thinks they're going to win. Plus four and a half. Yeah. About, how about this? The last, only reason... last seven Super Bowls, the winner of the coin toss has lost the game. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be paying attention to that. So I'm going to watch the coin toss, then make the bet. Yeah. What do you think? My, that's great. My my biggest concern is it's just, <laughs> I mean, the Bengals have done like have overcome the odds every game this playoff, but I just don't like the matchup in the trenches, B.C. Brett says, easy pick, Bengals, to hell with the Rams. They're three corporate Hollywood fans, their owner, their new stadium, and their appearance in Super Bowl 53. Well, that's how, Brett, maybe don't hold back next time. Tell us how you yeah, really Brett. feel next yeah. time. You don't, have to, you don't have to sugarcoat it, you know? <laughs> yeah, seriously, Brett. Uh, big show plan for tonight. Coming up at 6.30, Louisiana Tech head softball coach Josh Taylor will join us. Uh, coach Taylor and his Lady Texter softball team getting set to open their 2022 season in Monroe on Friday afternoon against Moorhead State. Uh, also square off with SIU Edwardsville and Stephen F. Austin. And that tournament uh, will be, uh, like I mentioned, first year for Coach Taylor. Coming up at 7 o'clock, the man, Lane Burroughs. What will the Diamond Dogs do for an encore in 2022? I'll be honest, Beck, there are some massive expectations for this team. Chairbacks are sold out. That's a big time. Going to be a fun year out at the Love Shack. Let's go ahead and take our first time out. Be right back after this. This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national.bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatterload, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. 
please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Rustin. Wake up. Did you know? Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck and H, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Get us hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. Ben, what are you going to do on Tuesday nights now that uh, this is our last Not going to lie, the little BTBers are pretty jacked up. Oh, yeah, that'll be home, huh? Yeah, they're pretty jacked up, I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, one of the their well, ships, their trips to Chick Fil A will probably be yeah. limited, though. Yeah, that was their big thing. That's going to be a price. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little uh, BTB co-host uh, asked if she can come to radio tonight with me. Should have let yeah, her. Can I go with you to radio? And I was like, I mean, you're probably better than me. You know? Wow, that ain't saying much. I know. <laughs> so I said, this she is probably the get paid more than I you. I told her. I know. <laughs> there's no. There's zero doubt about that. <laughs> I told her uh, there wasn't much to do up here, uh, so we can listen to uh, Ben talk a little bit, and maybe said, you'll get a yeah, word in. Or maybe two. you get a word in, but uh, so she decided to stay home and yeah, fair watch, enough. Watch a little, well, whatever she watches. Yeah. I got a question for you. Go back to August. We started the show two weeks left in August. Fall camp was in the midst of uh, the preparation. We were in the midst of pre- pre- preparing. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah, sorry for the twenty twenty one season. Oh, just optimistic as ever. Were we? Oh, AK, because you had go, you had gone to a practice and you're like, man, he can sling it. He's a tough. He's a real football guy. I think is what you said. Hey, hey he was a tough, hey, he son, was a of gun, tough son of a guy. Gun. Tough guy. So yeah, you were you had me jacked, you know, because I didn't go to practices. I had to go to work, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so you had me pretty jacked up. I'm sure, like I said, picked him nine and three, ten and two, one of the two, you know. Then CSA after the champs. after the Mississippi State game, hey, here's my favorite thing. <laughs> you talk about the Mississippi State game. So go back, obviously win the game at home against Southeastern by three. We knew it was going to be a dogfight. You win, yeah. You win the game against North Texas, twenty four seventeen. JD Head, Aaron Allen, they split reps. You go on the road, you lose to NC State, but we're I, in the game. Yeah, and I think at that point Tech was two and three, maybe two and four. And I just remember coming in here being like, everything's in front of us. Like this, this has a chance to be a CUSA championship caliber team. You look up eight weeks later, and they won one more game. Yeah, barely won it. Uh, Beat Charlotte. 
Uh, that was that was a doozy of a year. Like, I, like that year went down oh, in smoke and oh, What I remember is uh, the Vegas had tech, tech at uh, over, over under four, four and a half. Four and a half And wins. we thought it was absurd. I went to the bank and asked, how much money can I take out? Yeah. I'm driving to Mississippi and I'm placing the Thank bet. God your limit's 100. You ain't lying. Thank God our book didn't have it. Like, jeez. Ben, it was, uh, I would have lost some money. You know what I'm saying? I would have lost. The thing that I couldn't grasp my hand around, and listen, you can't tell some of the mental side of things, but the early losses to Mississippi State, SMU, uh, NC State with the clock malfunction at the end, Old Dominion, you lose on the last play. Like, the mental toll that that had to take on those guys. The way we lost the games is is awful. Just. You know, I like to call it a dagger pretty early, like maybe first couple minutes of the game. You love a dagger. I love an early dagger. That was an early. I mean, the, and that's that's not necessarily the players' fault. That was my issue. Was yeah. we cannot and just years and, before that. And I think my number one thing with Sonny Cumbie coming in. Listen, he's going to do a lot of different things from the previous staff. New schemes, offensively, defensively, just do something different. All something. I want is this: when you get a chance to choke a team out on the road that you shouldn't beat. Try to choke them out. If you throw the pick six and you lose, so freaking what? You were supposed to lose. my little finger up and sing the alma mater all day long if we lose on a pick six. But if we lose on going three and out 17 times in the fourth quarter, I will lose my mind. Yes. Yes. That's the only... The only expectation I have for 2022, and I don't know if that's good or bad. Like, I, I don't have high expectations right now because... As as this roster has some talent on it, I think there's some concern about quarterback. You just don't have any experience. But it's like I just want to play aggressive, fun. A survey went out today asking Louisiana Tech fans reasons you go to games, reasons you don't go to games, why you're a season ticket holder, why you're not. You want fans in the stands play. I'm not saying score 45 points. I'm saying playing up tempo, exciting style of football. And dear Lord God Almighty, please have something fun going on in the Joe during those awful four and a half minute timeouts. And I ain't talking about putting a bulldog in a blue car. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm talking about with a remote control, <laughs> something that has a little zing to it. Ben, if I, I ain't talking about Champ taking his head off and let me realize who he is, Ben. <laughs> like. I, here's my thought. Cumbie probably, entertain me. Come, I don't know how. I don't know what. I've never been hired as a coach. I'm assuming Cumbie's just sitting in his recliner in hey, his you, red Texas Tech you gear. You coach Pee Wee soccer this year? You want, you want to? Let's do it. We talked about it. Let's uh, do it. Anyways, I'm assuming Cumbie was sitting in his chair in his Red Raiders pullover and gets a phone call, maybe from the old agent, and said, what about La Tech? It's in Ruston. He's like, I don't know. They got a Chick-fil-A. It's like brand new. A couple years old. You'll be good. Remodeling doghouse. He said, let me watch some film. And if he watched, uh, I don't know, all of our games, he probably thought, wow. I mean, what could have won 8, 9, 10, 12, 14 games. That's by just, thing that he just had to have looked at that and said, it ain't a talent issue. It ain't. It's not a, I mean, it's, I can, I mean, you look at some and you're like, man, I don't have anything to work with. He probably looked at Tech and said, I could make a few to, one or two different play calls, and we a couple W's. Yeah. Like, I and that may be harsh, Ben. You like, may not I, like it. Like, he'll look at Southern Miss and be like, listen, dude, Frank Gore ain't a quarterback. I ain't going there. 
Dusty Dickerson ain't coming out of the bullpen to play quarterback too. And so he's like, like I, like you said, it, and it, it had to get him excited of like, man, to. we can do this. Like, it is. I'm not a football guy. I've watched exactly zero film in my life, and I'm out there calling exactly what's what's going to happen. If I see the sl- slow mesh handoff again, back. Oh my gosh. I can't like if we're it. predicting it. My anybody with some football knowledge saw it coming a mile away. Just and, give me something different. You know what I think? I just want to play with an underdog mentality. Like, like, and I'm talking like, you know what? We ain't supposed to beat North Texas. Like, I'm talking that type of underdog mentality. Hey, you know where that comes from? Starts at the top. Starts at the freaking tippy top, Ben. I think this like this coaching staff being young, this being the best job they've ever had, being eager, something to build, that's gonna go just such a long way. And there's just in my brain there's no way it doesn't. I won't know uh, I I don't want to the intensity that I see in a football game shouldn't be on the sideline a player barking at a coach. Should kind of be a player barking at an offensive lineman telling him how much better Remember Milton Williams took over that UAB game back in twenty. Oh, I remember. I need to see more of that. Man, the, the body language on the sideline oh. last year. You want to know why? You want to know what makes people's butts leave the seats faster than anything? Bad body language. Some bad body language. Ooh, you got guys. We're losing forty-two to twelve. Two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They just scored again. We're getting ready to receive the kickoff, and you got guys dancing to the music on can't, Tech Squad. Can't wait to retweet their TD pass. Like, get out of here! If I'm the coach, I'm pulling that dude off the field and said, "Y'all going to do kickoff return with ten? Good luck." Good luck. Good luck. Little Johnny over there not yelling at little Stevie about dancing. Now there, no there. accountability, Ben. Now, Nothing. And, and listen, I think sometimes you talk about Skip Bowles. He did a lot of good for the program. But after nine years, it just felt like a new voice was needed. And like you said, you lose all those close games. Like all the helium within the program is just like sayonara. Yeah, it's gone. Like, and I, and I, I'm not saying he couldn't have brought it back, but it had been near impossible. Yeah, it would have you would have had to you would have had to gotten like a whole offensive five stars. Like I'm I mean, paying what you want. No, I'm being honest. You would have had to go twelve and zero to get your fan base back. I'm and not talking. You would have even two. got them back until the next year. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. Like I, I think we, that's that just can't downplay. We can't downplay what the average fan base was feeling. I, you want to know why? I know it. I I am that. That's you. I'm the chairman of the average fan base and deflated. Ben deflated. Deflated footballs. Your boy Tom. The old Tom Brady. He knows about that. You saw that case got settled a little bit where it was proven that the old footballs weren't deflated. The, the, that's what it came out? They weren't even deflated? Yeah. Just a little cold weather and you know how your tires are a little low pressure in the morning? Is that what happened? Exactly. If Tom really, like, if that was just a total surprise to him, you, how do you think he felt during all that? Like, this is so stupid. He's probably feeling the same way he felt about, uh... Roger Goodell that he's always felt about yeah, Roger probably, Goodell. Yeah, probably. The same way we feel but about if, Roger But if that Goodell. was truly just super not true, I mean, I can't imagine. Tom's probably got a lot of other things on his mind, didn't have time to deal with that. Anyways. Yeah. Ben, I, and I'll just say, last thing I'll say on this whole deal. We've already heard from within the program that the culture is just different. Like, there's there's guys not, not getting away with stuff. Accountability. It's a different vibe. Uh, you got players that used to not have to work out so hard are now you know whining and complaining because they can't walk the next day like shocker you know like <laughs> shocker work out for the first time in four years you're gonna be sore you know like 
So I'm already seeing the change, Ben. I'm seeing it. <laughs> you would know a thing about no. that if you should got sent to the gym. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I would feel the same way. Yeah, it would be it would be bad. Now, listen, I, I think when we get six months from now back into season 15 of Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Lord willing, we're still here, alive and oh. kicking, pulling for the dog. We're, we're going to have some optimism now. Now, I'm going to promise oh, you I, one thing. I tell you, I ain't going below eight wins. Uh, I'll tell you that right no, now. No, I can promise you one no, thing. I ain't, ain't going, going above go. six. Because <laughs> I'm tired of being crapped on by you two. No, uh-uh. Like, I'm tired of it. I'm going eight or higher, guaranteed. Like, you want to sit here and call me a homer? I'm like, oh, dear Lord, it's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Like, I come on. I have looked at the schedule, and I got eight wins already. You, you going to tweet Dabo after the show and tell him he's got something coming we for We haven't even got a quarterback, and I got eight wins Little already. Little CBC, I've never called you a homer. I mean, that's kind of the point of the show. Yeah, thank no, you, But Dave. you would. Y'all would. You're essentially calling me a homer. So I pick 10 and 2 every year. <laughs> that's essentially you, what you're you're blinded, you do. You're blinded by your information. You go watch Tech practice against Tech and think oh, we're I freaking awesome. I, I see a 4-7 safety that can't tackle. And I'm like, Dad, Gummy looks good in pads. <laughs> <laughs> you see a walk-on guy with some heart, and you're like, our bench is deep. <laughs> yeah. We are deep. It's like, I see a receiver get open, catch a 70-yard touchdown against broken coverage. Right. I'm like, wow, we're good on What you see is uh, Smoke get wide open, burn the DB, and then drop the ball, but be like, Smoke is going to be so good this year. <laughs> yes, exactly. Whew, let's go ahead, Dare. Next time we come back, Josh Taylor, Louisiana Tech softball coach, will join us. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey, Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMW Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to BMW Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia, and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go, dogs. BMW Motors in Arcadia. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? 
No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back to Lead Tech Blue Radio, BC. Beck Ainge, John Taylor, who works to get Coach Taylor on the hotline. Beck, I got a question for Demi. you. Kenneth Lofton, Jr. Uh, I think he's averaging 21-11, four and a half assists, two steals a game over his last six games or so. Uh, NBA guy? What, what does he need to do to become an NBA guy? Man, you know, you're not going to like this. I got Kenneth Lofton Jr. as a freaking all-star Europe guy. I don't hate it. I really, I just. I, I think if he's going to be an his NBA style, guy. I think if, right now, I think if Kenneth Lofton Jr. is going to be an NBA guy, he's probably six, seven and a half. say his weight in the program, 275 is right. He's probably got to be six seven and a half, six eight, drop down to two fifty five, two sixty, and the most important piece to me, he's got to start shooting thirty five percent from three. Do you agree, Tapes? Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say he's got to develop three point consistent. At that size, you can't yeah. play center. Yeah. Nope. But I mean, he can make a lot of money in your. Oh, you can you can oh, be yeah. a you can be a hustle four at that size. Yeah, uh, kind of like in the mold of Paul Millsap. I don't think he's that elite of a rebounder in college, but he's probably more gifted offensively. But but I think you got to have that outside game if you're going to p- play the four at six seven and a half. There's and they, there's so many colleges and so many college basketball players, and yeah, Kenny's got some great numbers in college. You know, like he does. No, but there's no doubt. You got to be like. You gotta be dominating. And I think for, he in my is. opinion. I think he is. I I just don't when you watch him, he does things really well. I just don't know how it up translates yeah, to the I just NBA. Don't, for whatever reason it just doesn't and he may surprise us. I don't know. I, I think he's a really, really, really gifted passer. Uh which, which And he's an unselfish player. Very is, unselfish. And I think that helps you as you go to the to the next level. But, but to I, me that's that's like European style basketball. I, you know, you want to see yep. him kind of Trim a little bit of the baby fat. Yeah, uh, but I don't. I don't want, don't want him. To lose I don't it. want him to lose the girth, though. No, I agree. That That's so a, much of his game is, is. below the rim. Below, uh, below the rim leverage. No, I agree. He's a below the rim big that can really score around the bucket. I, listen, I, I don't know. I think he probably developed the right hand too. Uh, yeah, he does need to develop the right hand. I I don't know what he's going to do after the year. Um, you know, if you want to ask where he could further develop, it's got to be that outside shot. I think he's got the mechanics to be a really good outside shooter. Yeah, his free throws have improved. Yes. I think he's shooting 70% from the line in conference play. I mean, he's got a good stroke. But like Beck said, you got to be so freaking good to play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And with 330 Division One basketball team, I mean – and only sixty draft picks. That's what I'm and saying. And that's not it's to just, say you got to be drafted, but it's a long road up there if you're not. Yeah, and you got. I mean, like, I'm not. I think I've, this is a terrible comparison, but like he's he's quick and he's explosive. But the guys that size, you're in the pay, league wouldn't hurt. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, I, I'm, I agree with that. But those guys at his the size, G league, whatever they're calling it now. Yeah, the guys at his size, like the ones that are dominating, are just. Inc- I mean, they're they're incredibly explosive. Yeah, and, they are. And, and unnamed texture says, with his passing ability, he could be a Draymond Green uh, type player. Just lose a little, little except weight. Except nobody likes Draymond, except people in Golden State. And I don't even know if that's true. And Junior's very lovable. Junior is 
He's he is lovable, Ben. Ed says, like Malone, he needs another year. I I do think he needs an additional year. Now, will he take the year? I I don't know. I think he's got a good family supporting him uh, that'll give him wise. Heck, maybe he enters the draft, goes to the combine, works out at the combine, doesn't get the feedback he's necessarily looking for, and he comes back to college. I think if I'm him, and I'm taking off my Homer blue and red glasses. You come back to a place like Louisiana Tech so that you can continue to be the number one dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think there's you, no greater audition spotlight than what he's going to have here. Yeah, like I don't think you do anything for yourself if you go. You know, let's just take a random Texas A&M's on TV right now. If you transfer to Texas A&M and you're their number three guy, like I don't think that helps your draft no, prospects. I well, think. Let's be honest, BC. If he went to A&M, he wouldn't be their number three guy. Exactly. You think he'd be the number he'd one? He'd be the number one. Well, A and M sucks, Tapes. You get my point. Well, that's part of that's part of the reason why he'd be their number one. <laughs> but, they don't have anybody that can score in the post like Kenny. Yeah, and so I, I just think that like I would rather put up twenty two and twelve as in the a house junior, of Carl in then, Carl's then, house, then fifteen and six. Then be fifteen and six in the SEC or, or wherever. Well, I, I just I, think I it do. does better for you as is far it, as your long term growth. I mean, how does that the NBA for your ability to like go to the combine and then come back? Is NBA the only thing you can do that in? Like only league that like allows? I know baseball is like yes, they, you just baseball get drafted, you can get drafted. drafted yeah, but NBA back. allows you to not sign an agent. You so is that, go is that fill typical? Out the is that typical that for people to do that to go maybe get some feedback at the combine? Yes, yes. For the first guys, yeah, yeah. You go. No, why why would you not do that? No, I agree. Nothing I, to lose. I mean, I don't know if he should have done that after his freshman year. I don't think he was. Uh, nearly as marketable. You don't uh, sign with an agent, but you wink at one, and he tells you what to do, and he, you know, you don't have a, a deal yet. A wink, oh, wink deal. Like, hey, help me out, be my agent. And I'll sign when I get. Get old Sonny Vaccaro on the phone. Yeah, is he still around? I have no idea, tapes. But you look at this Tech basketball team, eight and three overall uh, within the conference, seventeen and six, uh, eight and three overall in the conference, seventeen and six overall uh, when you include the non-conference portion of the schedule. Um, it's a really good tech basketball team. I think the last two, three weeks now uh, have you wondering a little bit, is this an NCAA tournament team? I think that against these better teams, you can really see where the losses of Isaiah Crawford can really, you know, can really hurt you. But um, I don't know. I think they could reel off three and three days, four and four days if they had to. North Texas did it a season ago. I don't think there's anybody in the league outside of UAB that's going to just flat-out out-talent you. Uh, I think UAB is clearly the most talented team within Conference USA. But I think Tech has the pieces to get hot uh, for three games or yeah, three games in three days. So it'll be interesting to see just how this team finishes up. I believe there is seven games remaining in the regular season. We mentioned uh, be on the road at Charlotte Thursday night. Uh, be back at home the following Thursday against UTEP and UTSA. Uh, then they'll go on the road, Rice, North Texas, back home for ODU, and then back at UAB to close out the regular season. Uh, let me ask you this, Beck. We we talked in the previous segment, I believe, about our feelings about the football program back in August. Now mm. go back to November prior to basketball season. Um, had a mention on Bleed Take Blue this week that this was a fragile fan base. Mm. And... As a fan, are you able to, you're the average, are you able to separate the different sports as far as your optimism 
when entering the year, or is it more of a blanket feeling? No, I think I think uh, Doctor Woods helped with being able to separate and and do feeling like there are improvements in each. But I'm a I'm a big like coach guy, you know. So like coaches matter to me, and so obviously I was displeased with the football coach um, Conco and Burrows. In my opinion are doing a great job, so it's easy for me to separate. They feel really different, you know. Um, but I don't, I don't have like this general disdain, or didn't have like a general lack of faith into the entire tech athletics department. But part, I would say, part of that's because I felt like Doctor Wood was pushing us on the up and up. And, and I think that was kind of my general feeling as well. Like r- regardless of like how football and how their trajectory of the season was going, or really the trajectory of the overall program. I think basketball entering the year had so much momentum for it. You know, you finish third in the NIT. I get it. It's not the the ultimate goal of making the NCAA tournament. Junior has all the success with Team USA over the summer. I just think you had a lot of reason for optimism entering the year. Some of that optimism's taken away early in the year. Third game of the season, Crawford goes down with the ACL. Um, you know, you talk about getting out to the 15-3 and start, you're 7-0 in the league, you look back at it now, maybe that was a little bit of fool's gold, possibly, I don't think it would be crazy to say that, but at the same time, you know, I think in a sense you have to have some respect uh, to see that this team was 15-3 and and 7-0 and without a first-team preseason all-conference forward, and I also understand that when you get into the midst of a season, the midst of a conference race, when the bullets are really start flying, you really start trying to separate yourselves, and you drop a few games against some superior competition or some teams that are on the same level as you, it does cause you some hesitancy about where the program's actually at. Like, I, like I yeah. get that. That's part of being a fan. But I don't know. I think that's one of the jobs of an athletics director as well, to be able to sit back and evaluate the program. And a lot of people want to say, well, Eric Conkle, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, like, y- you can't judge two losses in a single season no off of, you know, should a coach be here for ten more years or five more years or whatever. Like, it's one year at a time. Eric Conkle was given a substantial raise after finishing the third in the NIT. You look at some of the stabilities bought for the program. And two, like it or not, and I hate it, but <laughs> – being in a one bid league sucks. It does. Like, and it has. To, you think it sucks for us as fans? Imagine it being a coach, or imagine being a player, and Amari Archibald goes three of twelve in a semifinal, and your career's over. And it's like, dude, we're twenty four and seven. If we'd have yep. been in a different, you know, in a different league, we're in the NCAA tournament, and it's over. The, and that's, you know, it's kind of the where you sit. In the makeup of college basketball, and it's definitely unfortunate, but it kind of just is what it is to me. And you look at Tech going forward, what they need to do to be successful and possibly win a conference championship, I think it boils down to one player, Kobe Williams. Can he give you consistent, efficient offense night in and night out? And I think early on in conference play, he proved that he could. I think he scored... 14, 16 points a game through the first six or seven conference games of the year. You look at some of the games that Louisiana Tech has lost in recent days or recent weeks. Uh, he scores 13 against FAU. Eight of those came in the final 110 of game time. Score nine points in a loss to North Texas, turn the ball over five times. Score three points in a loss to UAB, turn the ball over four times. 
I'm not trying to be too harsh, but you're a third-year point guard that this team leans on. Yep. Bottom line is Isaiah Crawford's out for the year. He's not coming out. He's not coming back. He's not going to get be the guy that could possibly bail you out. So, as a third-year point guard, I expect you to perform at your best against the best competition. Right or wrong? Yeah, I, it's what I expect. It's what he expects from himself. Final seven games of conference play. We'll find out how Kobe Williams responds. And ultimately, in my opinion, that will determine Louisiana Tech's postseason chances okay. as far as going dancing since the year Beck and I were born. First time since Beck and I were born. 91, huh? 1991. Wow. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Let's go ahead and take it next time out. We come back. We'll start talking some Diamond Dogs baseball. You're listening Bleed at Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national.bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Westwood One Sports presents this special update of the 2022 Winter Games sponsored by AutoZone. Get the zone, AutoZone. They are known as the Skeen Cochrans, and they are legendary in Vermont where Mickey Cochran put in a slope and a rope toe in his backyard 60 years ago. All four of his kids became World Cup champions 50 years ago. Barbara Cochran won a gold medal. Now her son, Ryan Cochran Siegel, the sixth member of the family to compete at the Olympics, has won a silver in the Super G. The fourth U.S. silver medal yet to strike gold. First time in Olympic history. U.S. has gone this long without a gold medal. Nathan Chen certainly seems headed for one in men's figure skating. He's now the overwhelming favorite after a brilliant performance of the short program. He had the highest score ever. Women's hockey, the U.S. dominated twice the shots on goal, but twice hit the post. Canada won 4-2. to two. The next time they play, it figures to be for the gold medal. With this Winter Games update, I'm John Stanshower. Westwood One Sports. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Uh, dashboard light problems? We can help. Our free fix finder service can read your check engine light, ABS light, and service indicator light, and give you possible solutions, verified by licensed technicians. You'll even get detailed results sent straight to your email so you have them when you need it most. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. The free fix finder service, only at AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. More details at AutoZone.com. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Check it out, Lemu. A roadside carnival. Step right up, folks. Test your strength. Come see the fire-breathing baby. (laughs) Let's fan out and tell people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Look! An emu wearing sunglasses! Lemu, you're famous. (laughs) Only pay for what you need. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Diamond Dogs Baseball returns to the Love Shack. Ten days from today, Beck. How jacked up are you? It's the sign of spring for me, Ben. 
Nah. Changing of the seasons. It is. We've been waiting a long time. A lot of excitement coming off of last year. There's some buzz. There is some there buzz is in some, the air. Still 30 degrees at night, but there is some buzz. Um, we mentioned earlier the chairbacks at the Love Shack are sold out from a season ticket perspective. Obviously, there will be some open seats due to uh, having to give opponents uh, so many seats, you know, things of that nature. But, like you said, there is so much optimism surrounding this team. And we'll talk with Lane Burroughs coming up in the next segment. Uh, no easy way to say it. Uh, replacing Parker Bates and Hunter Wells uh, will not be easy. No, we're going to miss those hits all the time. Yeah, Parker Throughout Bates game, uh, was pretty good playing pretty for good. Kansas City. Uh, Royals organization, uh, Hunter Wells. I, I don't think I'll ever forget that 11 RBI game that Hunter Wells had in that first round of the regional. Uh, yes, it was against Ryder. Uh, yes, uh, no, I was not pitching for Ryder, but it felt mm. like it. Felt like it. Uh, but that that was uh, cool to see him. It always felt like Hunter was a guy that stepped up on the biggest stage uh, and played his best baseball for Louisiana Tech. But you look at the, the early non-conference portion of this schedule for Louisiana Tech, uh, three at home starting next Friday night against Wichita State. Uh, Wednesday midweek matchup with LSU on February 23rd. That's an LSU team. Um, you know, you look about, you, you look around and what they're ranked and the you know, in the various polls, I think I've seen him as high as number two. I think I've seen him as low as number thirteen. Uh, Beck, is it fair to say they're going to be hanging off the apartments? Oh, if in left field. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. what? Like and what I are hope, we going to do? I hope Tech's got some different rules. And you know, early in the season, we had them. We had them out there. You know. Yeah. And it was it was glorious. It was killer atmosphere. That Arkansas game was pretty tight. A little bit of a fire hazard, so they had to come down. But I'm hoping they figured out a way to, to do that well. I haven't heard, but I also haven't asked BC. I, we need them all over. And they ain't getting in the stadium because it's about sold out. So, Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how many standing room only tickets they sell for that one. Yep. Uh, Tulane will come up to Louisiana Tech February 25th through the 27th. Uh, I believe Louisiana Tech swept Tulane down in New Orleans a season ago. Uh, so Green Wave, uh, shall I ask, who's your daddy? Mm, you oh, shall. Oh, oh. Uh, early this year. Yeah, a little, a little early for BC, kind of jumping out of the gate. Uh, but a really challenging non-conference schedule is Nickel State, Southeastern, uh, three games set down in Lake Charles against McNeese. Of course, ULL uh, will come up to Ruston twice this year. Okay. Come on into town, Raging Cajuns. Come on, you'll probably uh, get chirped at. Yeah, we'll give you the old hotel where the water doesn't work, but you'll get over it. Uh, Southeastern, Houston Baptist, uh, look at the conference slate at UTSA, home against FIU, on the road at Southern Miss, home against Rice at Marshall, home against Middle Tennessee at Old Dominion, <laughs> home against Florida Atlantic, home against WKU, then close out the regular season at Charlotte. The challenging part of this schedule within conference on the road at Southern Miss, on the road at ODU, on the road at Charlotte. Uh, three regional teams from a year ago. Newsflash, Judy, do your freaking job. No doubt. Like, these schools are leaving the league, Judy, and we got to make road trips up there? Like, who's writing the schedule out? Dustin Dickerson? Like, get a clue over there in Plano, Texas, and your little wants, Taj Mahal. She just wants to show her gratitude. A parting gift. Of course she does. She's terrible. 
Like, what has she done that's benefited <laughs> Louisiana Tech and her? Ser- serious question. Not one thing. Not one single thing. Do you think thing. she cares? Oh, obviously not. She's probably sipping on her, some wine, eating some cheese. The you know, wine and cheese. A little charcuterie board. In her nightgown. Yeah. Watching oh. a little rerun of Judge Judy this evening. Okay. Uh, probably still thinks it's a snowstorm outside because God knows she doesn't go to work. <laughs> oh, jeez! Still, it's like every year we much get on affection. Judy. No, it's like the one year we Tech makes a run. The following year, it's like let's give them the toughest conference schedule in the league. It's like well, let's don't create too much momentum. We don't want too much national publicity. Like I'm Judy. Like I'm not trying to get so much publicity that Louisiana Tech tries to fire me. Which you should have been fired four years ago. Not asking for anybody to lose their job. I don't even care, point. Ben. We're just going to go. We're going to take care of business on the road or at home. We're going to get it done. And we're going to host another regional. We're going get to the, get the fans fired up. They'll be out there. You think they play Pump It Up again this year? Oh, I think they're going to wear it out. I think we're going to hate it by the end of the year. <laughs> Too legit to quit, says Judy in a nightgown. It might be yeah. time to call Puffy. It might be time to tell Ben to take it. <laughs> A deep breath. That'd be Puffy's one. Chill it with the mental images. Uh, Brett says that LSU game is going to ha- leave the railroad tracks covered in TT. TT. <laughs> you ain't lying, Brett. Uh, there will be people on both sides of the tracks. I can imagine for that I one. I really am curious what they're going to do. How they're going? What they're going to let? Have you heard? If they're going to let fans out in the apartments and how that's going to go? They're going to have to. They they might have to sell the ticket. As far as Will they try to sell to, the ticket in the outfield? Uh, I think it would be wise to. Uh, but I don't think they're going to have a choice, right? I mean, I, I get that it's like a fire hazard kind of, but I wish they just let it go. You know, like it looked one night. so awesome last For year. For one night. It looked awesome. But, but, I mean, awesome. And let people hang banners with advertisements <laughs> from the. I mean, <laughs> it's public knowledge. They don't take it down. Social media is a big thing. I love it. Oh, I love let it. Let the people. Let the kids let play. Let the people put some usernames out there. Who cares? Yeah, I need another username or two. You look at this tech roster. You look at some key returners. Uh, catcher, a little George Corona. A little, uh, the the old ladies up in the suite had the little Corona time. It was a nice little oh, uh, gesture heard. a season ago. All right. Tell you what. These players got some family members. They do. That are involved. Their family members are all in. There's some baseball moms out there that sure love their kiddos. Uh, All in. All NBC. Probably know who we're talking to. We respect the heck out of it. Oh, love it. Uh, Taylor Young, All-American, back. Uh, We'll talk with Lane Burroughs in the next segment. Sounds like Young might move to shortstop. Jeff Entz, uh, transfer from Mississippi State. Taylor Young going to shortstop. Uh, Yeah, uh, be interesting. Uh, D1, not, D1 Baseball had him as the number 11 shortstop in the country today. Uh, Taylor Young? Yes. Never played it? Uh, played it as a sophomore. Okay. Uh, made a number of errors, which was a little concerning. Uh, ah, which, he's grown up a little bit. Okay, how, I mean, you, you play pitcher, so you ought to know. How different is shortstop than second base? Gotta, I mean, I get it. It's on the have, other side of your body. No, it is. You get just got to have a stronger arm. You got to be. got to move a little quicker. Like I'm not talking like fast. Like I'm just saying, like everything happens a little quicker. Like, okay. Okay. Uh, the internal clock's got to be uh, moving a little quicker. Really, at shortstop? Yes. Okay. Because you got uh, less time to throw out the old base runner. 
You got a good point there. It also have a little more arm to it. It does. Uh, there ain't How's no doubt uh, about it. If, uh, Not college that I would have ever spoke from experience at any time in my life. At that. <laughs> Fair enough, Dave. Uh, so you got the NCAA college baseball game. What's uh, what's the rating on Taylor's arm? Uh, was it uh, one to ninety nine? Yeah, one to ninety eight. No, yeah. Taylor, yeah. get out of here. I'm seventy. Yeah, maybe a seventy. Dude, he's probably been doing the armbands and. Oh, we're talking. Ra- we're talking rating. We're not talking about. Miles per hour. No, no, no. no, no. Oh, I know. Trust we're me. doing the rating. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Out of 100, though, that's a, I was going that's a little concerning. Me and, me and Tabes are on the same page. Accurate, but I didn't have the strong hey, set. I play, it was the reason why I played second and third. Yep. And well, I've short. heard some rumors that old T. Young's been in the weight room, so uh, hopefully he's going to Paid off. It. Yeah, maybe he's going to. Uh, also got Benny Brantley coming back at first base. Uh, listen, I'll be hey, real crowd honest. Favorite. Crowd favorite. Uh, no doubt. You look about at players that could... I don't want to say make or break the year, but you want to get some length in this lineup. A guy, Ben Brantley, third year guy at first base, like, hey, step well, up, hit a couple here's dingers. Here's the deal. Yeah, he can hit some dingers. Got to give him a little more consistency. That'll come with yep. some playing time. Some you got to get the ABs, man. Yeah, you got to get the ABs. And it's tough. Let me tell you what's tough about baseball. I experience, never experienced this because I always started and never came off the bench, but it's tough to get into the game if you're not currently in the game because you get one or two at bats a week. You nailed it. If you don't hit dingers, you're going back to the bench. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, fair we much. saw Brantley a few times last year. Yeah, a couple dingers. He's got some pop in the bat. Oh, uh, he does. Still, but he's a guy that I really look to. You get him a couple more abs, he's gonna get comfortable. He's gonna no, settle like him a lot. in. Big guy, big dominating presence over there at first base. I, I imagine people will call him Big Ben. Big dominating presence. I, I really like Still Netterville in right field. Obviously, we're aware of the career he's had. Cole McConnell. Uh, being center That's field. the guy, right? Oh, like Cole McConnell. Is he the dude. face of the team this year? Uh, no. Besides he, Taylor Young? No, 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 no. You don't think so? Netterville, Young, Jonathan Fitcher on the bump. Okay. Cole McConnell being center field. I about, mean, you've just been talking him up for years. Oh, he'll hit about 380. 380? Oh, yeah. He'll hit eight dingers this year. Uh, Phil Matulia being left field. Oh. A lot of love to Phil Sexuals. <laughs> I believe they're selling some shirts if, at a local establishment Phil, in town. Okay. If Phil didn't rack up on the NIL deal, I don't know if anybody can. Uh, fair enough. You look at some guys on the mound. Uh, entire starting rotation is back. Jonathan Fincher. Never hurts. Ryan Jennings. Jarrett Wharf. Uh, Fincher, preseason All-Americans by a number of publications. Uh, like, what is it, 19th year senior, Cade Gibson back, 34 years Aye. old. Congrats, Cade. Cade. Uh, what are you on, seventh degree? Shout out to Cade for continuing to battle through college. You gotta love it. No kidding aside, Cade's... He's a crucial left-handed arm. <laughs> crucial. Yes, he's. Hey, a, and a here's really the deal. Piece. I'm looking for uh, maybe a. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna ask Burroughs about it, but I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna in my brain ask Burroughs to maybe not start Kate out in the worst possible situations. The first two times we see him this year, like maybe bases loaded <laughs> you against top five programs in the country. <laughs> maybe don't dicey. do that, Burroughs. You got a little dicey. There ain't no doubt. Kyle Krieger back in the bullpen. Landon Tompkins. Kyle Krieger's oh yeah, yeah okay. Kriggs is back. Uh, Landon Tompkins. Greg Martinez. Uh, pitching staff should be deeper here in 2022. Let's go ahead. Take our next time out. We come back from the break. Lane Burroughs, skipper of the Diamond Dogs, will join us. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. Hey, DQ fans, the perfect Valentine's Day needs no reservations, just a DQ Cupid cake. This heart-shaped cake with a layer of red velvet cake blizzard, cake pieces, and cream cheese icing is sure to bring spoons and hearts together. And it's the perfect size for two having a romantic date night. So head to DQ and make the DQ Cupid cake the centerpiece of your Valentine's Day celebration. 
only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting LaTeX football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck Haynes, John Taylor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's go right to the hotline. Head coach of the Diamond Dogs, Lane Burroughs, joins us. Coach, how are we doing tonight? What's going on, guys? I said I made the mistake turning the radio on. You guys are fired up tonight. Uh-oh. Hey, we're jacked up for baseball season. season. That's right. We're excited. Let's jump right in. Let's jump right into it. Obviously, 10 days away from opening day. Uh, what have you seen so far this spring? What, what do you like about this club? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, last night we scrimmaged, and uh, from the time we got to school in September, Till now, it was our the best we've looked, and I told the team that we gave them their mandatory day off tonight, today, and uh, was really pleased with last night. Hadn't been honestly early on, and uh, I thought last night we took a step forward and looked like the team were capable of being. And obviously, starting rotation one one area you have to look at. We got all the starters back, so we feel good about that. And uh, not necessarily their stuff, but just experience. Those guys have been in the fire and they pitched some stressful innings and. We got five or six everyday starters back in our lineup. So I heard you guys mention guys like Ben Brantley and Cole McConnell. And, you know, they need to take a step forward this year. And, and he, even a Phil Matulia, he's been a good player for us. But we lost some really, really good hitters. Uh, not only good hitters, but clutch hitters when you think about a Hunter Wells and, mm. and a Parker Bates. So, um, like our team, look, the work ethic, the character, the makeup, off the charts, uh, a very easy team to coach. Uh, you love coming to the ballpark every day and coaching these young men. They're good kids. They're good students and, and excited about getting going. I think we're all at that. You guys know it, uh, Ben, you know it. Uh, we're, we're at that point where you're tired of playing each other mm-hmm. and, uh, we're excited about playing an, uh, uh, another opponent. Coach, how do you taper the expectations from last year? And do you feel that in the locker room coming off the incredible year that it was? What is the guys? feeling been this off season going into fall maybe compared to other years or has it been pretty similar 
I think I feel it. I think the coaches do. I don't think the players do. You know, <laughs> they hadn't changed any. And the good thing is, you got guys like Taylor Young. You got Steel Matterville. Uh, you got George Corona and all the guys you mentioned: Defencher and Jennings, Wharf, Gibson, and uh, they've been in it, man. They've been through it, and uh, they, they those guys were those were young men that not only been in big games for us and played a lot for us. They went two years without a home and and uh, stayed the course and. They've been through a lot, and uh, they they don't get phased, they don't blink, and and uh, they 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 know, we got another good schedule. But uh, yeah, I would say probably we're in a position we've never been in before because we're we're getting a lot of preseason recognition. We're ranked as the polls. Some guys are getting some individual recognition, which is great. You need that when you're building a program. But uh, you know, from a coaching standpoint, you probably you 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 think about things the kids don't, but that's probably a good thing. We just these guys work their tails off, and they they. They step out on that field. They think they're supposed to win, and I think when you're building a program and you're building a culture, that's probably the uh, the hardest thing to, to to implement is that belief that uh, we don't hope to win, we expect to win, and and uh, whether we do or not, these young men when they take the field, man, they they expect to come away after nine innings with a W. And, and you know, we've talked over the years about George Corona and some of the time that he's missed in the fall, uh, which obviously hinders the growth of a catcher defensively. I was out at the first scrimmage a couple of weeks ago. He, he looks like a completely different player catching throw wise behind the plate. That's incredible, isn't it? Uh, I, I don't know if it. 26 years of doing this, I've ever seen a young man improve a, a, an area of his game like he has in, in throwing the baseball. And we were looking, we were actually talking about some first and third defenses the other day in in, uh, in our in our pre-practice video session, and we showed some video from last year. And George threw the ball to to, to second base, and everybody in the room started laughing. Even George was laughing. I mean, it, it's like a different a different man, and he is throwing the ball unbelievable. I think. Coach Fouts has been good for our catchers. He's been good for our pitchers. Obviously doing a better job. At, uh, we don't talk about controlling the running game. We talk about attacking the running game. And uh, we don't want to control it. We want to attack it. And it was, a, it, was a, it was an Achilles for us last year, and we're doing a better job of that. And uh, obviously George plays into that. But, you know, it's just a good feeling when you got a guy behind the plate that this will be three years as a starter. And, and uh, he doesn't get sped up. I mean, he's a – He's obviously a professional prospect and a uh, potential big leaguer, but he is uh, whatever he did this summer. He uh, he came back and he is throwing the ball lights out. But you're right, you know he he's missed a lot of time. This is the first fall he's really had. He missed his freshman year. He got hurt in summer ball, missed that fall, and and then uh, last year he had a back issue and missed most of the fall. So uh, looking for a big year for him. He knows it's a big year for him. I mean, he's a draft guy, and when we recruited him, hey, you're here three years, you. You're drafted. You're signed. You're you're off uh, playing pro ball, and and uh, we want that for George. And uh, I think he's come back. He's very very focused, and uh, not only defensively. When you watch him take BP, it's such a professional approach. And, mm-hmm. and uh, he got on one last night, put up in the dorms, and uh, not only a very good catcher, a very good offensive player. And D one baseball comes out with their. You know, everybody likes to rank individuals at certain positions. Uh, Taylor Young comes out as the 11th best shortstop in the country. Uh, talk a little bit about what went into the decision to move him from second to shortstop, and is that something that you guys are considering doing all year, or is that kind of just the approach right now uh, while you wait to see the eligibility status of Jeff Entz? Yeah, you guys broke that news to me. I didn't see that today. So that's interesting. He's never played it except <laughs> a little bit uh, a couple years before, and he's ranked 11. That's not surprising. He's such a good offensive player and our catalyst. And, yeah, I think you can look at it two ways. One, you hate 
you hate moving a gold glove player, but two, he is our best infielder and he's our best player. He's our leader, he's our captain, he's playing a very, very high leverage position and obviously shortstop is, uh, you need to have some skill and he's got that and, uh, I think when we went in to play Tennessee, we didn't like what we were seeing and we moved in right before we went in in the fall to play them up in Memphis and, uh, when we got back, we also moved Logan McLeod to third. We moved Wade Elliott over to second. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's kind of clicking. Uh, I don't want to get the cart ahead of the horse but uh, or, or get too cocky, but it, it's you can just tell those guys feel at home. They feel better in those positions. And you can tell when we're, when we're doing individual work or we're scrimmaging and they're, you know, they're turning double plays, coming and getting balls. You can just tell by body language and, and how they're approaching it. it. They're happy where they are right now. And, yeah, Jeffrey Entz, a guy that obviously transferred from Mississippi State. He's a really, really good player. He's a tremendous athlete. And, uh, you know, we still haven't got word back from the NCAA. But uh, right now, even if Jeffrey was eligible, I, I like what we got going. So probably the season would start out where we are and see what happens. And obviously, you can make changes and things can happen, and they will. There's peaks and valleys in baseball. and But uh, we'll see how that plays out. And we can't control it now. We've We've done the part we can control, and now it's in the NCAA's hands, and uh, who knows what's going to happen there. But uh, I really like the way our guys are moving around where they are right now, and Coach Gaspard has done a great job with our infielders. And no, right now we'll stick with it, and hopefully uh, it'll stick for the rest of the year. And, and we talked a little earlier. Everybody likes to make comparisons about 2022 versus 2021. From an offensive standpoint, um, this was just me watching with the naked eye. I feel like you guys are more uh, more athletic offensively this year. Uh, is that something that you were hoping to be so that you can beat opponents in a multitude of ways, whereas sometimes at points last year uh, you kind of had to sit back and wait, a, wait around for the three-run homer a little more often? Yeah, that's a great point, and I like to make the joke when I'm talking to people that you know I had one skill I could run, so if I, if I had my druthers, I'd want to be a high-pressure octane offense. I'd, I would want to uh, run a lot. I'd want to hit and run. I'd want to drag and push. And, you know, last year I think we stole 28 bases as a team, and you, we didn't have to. You know, when you're running that offense, you're like, you can't run yourself out of an inning. we got so many really good hitters that, that at some, if we just hold the course and, and uh, stay steady, we're going to have our big inning. And more times than not, we did. So when, you, when you're running that, you just don't want to run yourself out of an inning when you got those great hitters now. In saying that, uh, you, you said it right. You know, you look at Taylor Young, great runner. You look at Phil Matoya, great runner. Cole McConnell, great runner. Darius Myers, great runner. We have some really, really good athletes that could steal 10, 15, 20 bags. And the, the good thing is that I don't think we'll have the firepower we did last year. You look at Manny Garcia and the year he had, and uh, we lost three, three really, really big run producers and and, uh, you know, I think it gives us an option of doing those things. With Baxter Birch is another young man, freshman, that's a tremendous athlete. And Ince, if he's eligible, those are all guys I just ripped off that can give you 20 steals if you need them to. And, and uh, just really good baseball players, base runners. And uh, I think we'll be able to manufacture if we need to do that. But in saying that, I still think we have some really good hitters. So we'll see how it plays out. You kind of, you kind of, you give it about a week or two, learn your identity, mm-hmm. figure out what you're going to be offensively, and then you, you kind of go from there. So I thought last year we kind of stamped it from game one. In the first game of the year, we scored 17 runs. and You're going, okay, we're probably going to hit this year. And, and uh, figure out who you are, but we do have that ability. You're right that if we need to steal some bases, put some runners in motion, or manipulate the barrel, we can do it. Coach, do you feel like the stability 
has uh of just the home environment last year the the uh the field was getting finished right at, right as the season was starting. Do you feel like that's made a big difference this year of being able to practice and and just be home and and not have to worry about things getting built around you as far as construction going? You think the guys have responded well to that? Oh my gosh, what what a great point! You know, we were actually laughing about it the other day. A year ago, right now, we were we were still out at Ruston High School. Right. We were still <laughs> we the week leading up to our first game. We're about to play LSU. And uh, we had the, the, the roads froze over. Y'all yeah, remember, remember that? that? Yeah, that's wild. We're in Memorial Gym. Uh, <laughs> we're not even hitting. We have nowhere to hit because we can't get to Ruston High School. We can't even get out there because the roads are so bad. And I literally, our hitting for five days was hitting off the tee in the bottom of Memorial Gym. And and uh, But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's things you can and can't control. It goes back to that. And, you know, this time last year, all four, five of us coaches were sitting around a round table in one small closet. So, uh, you know, it's nicer, obviously, to, to be in a big stadium and not have to worry about weather and, and not have to worry about if another team's going to be on that field. And, uh, there is no doubt. Uh, we know we're going to get our work in. It was cold Friday and this past weekend. And, you know, thank goodness for our indoor facility. We were able to go inside and get a lot of work done and get some live at bats. And those are things last year and in the past we wouldn't have been able to get done. So that's been a huge difference. You got a number of starters back on the mound. Jonathan Fincher, Ryan Jennings, Jarrett Worf, Cade Gibson has a lot of experience. Martinez got some really valuable innings down the stretch uh, a season ago, conference tournament, NCAA regional. Uh, obviously, going back to a three-game conference series, which has to be a relief for you, uh, but what do things look like in the bullpen? I, I know a lot of those guys uh, have a lot of stressful innings under their belt and are probably poised for a big year in 2022. Yeah, and I feel good about our starters and the ability to navigate a lineup more than two, two or three or maybe even four times in a game. We know we got that. Uh, as far as bullpen, you know, Krigger's back, and uh, he's healthy, and hopefully he'll be our closer. If not, uh, Landon Tompkins, he looked good last night. He's been looking good his last few times out. So we got some young guys, too. You got Caden Copeland. You got uh, Anthony Gianetti, who are they – got, they got swing and miss pitches. And uh, Jackson Lancaster's a young man from – University of Missouri transfer, so love our love our bullpen. I think it's going to be deep, and and love our starters. I, I just when uh, you, you got your whole rotation back, you <laughs> you need to uh, you, you need to feel good about it. And those guys, they 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 just they go about their approach in a professional way, and and uh, you know just looking for big years out of every one of those guys. Absolutely, great stuff tonight, Coach. Uh, looking forward to seeing you guys in action next Friday night at home against Wichita State. We appreciate it. That's next Friday, man. That sounds close. That's right. So Wild, isn't it? You guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Lane Burroughs, head coach of the Louisiana Tech Diamond Dogs, join us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Beck, I'm not this guy. Like, I'm not the guy that's like, oh, a former baseball player, but like, like when you come off that successful year, it's like, dude, that like, kind of gets your juices flowing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's electric, and and I, I can't explain. <laughs> I can't explain what that's got to be like as a coach of of you work something. Work at something so hard for your whole career, and to be able to host a regional in that kind of way, and it finish the season that way with that much excitement, especially everything else going around with Tech well, Athletics, two, it just carried us. It did, like. and two, a lot of people talk about like, is the stadium too, too small? Should have been built bigger. The intimacy of that stadium, like it, it feels like the crowd. Like, it, granted, what two thousand twenty five hundred that are watching a game, but like it's on top of you. It creates a lot of noise. We were there conference tournament into the regional uh 
felt like a party. And, and I don't know well, if it's always going to feel like that, but man, it was such a great atmosphere. Here's the thing. The, 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 the secret sauce to that recipe was the, the marketability of those players and how much yep. they engaged with the well, crowd. And, and two, I'll add on, sorry to interrupt you, but Lane Burroughs would say this too. When the fans showed up to that ballpark, they knew how hard those guys yes. that were so marketable were going to play. Yes. Like, they knew that those guys would want, run through a freaking brick wall if they had to. They're the most famous athletes on campus by, have to by be. far. And yeah. just seeing all the kids, they loved them. I mean, the Phil's got that they, hair. Oh, yeah. I mean, hundred, oh. and, and they, and let's not pretend like they didn't play the, the type of offense, play baseball. They had the type of offense that got, the average tech fan excited. No, lots of hits, lots of runs, Ben. Bring them out so to the yard. It's a recipe for success, not just in the win column. I, I think the one thing I respect most about the whole team is how hard they play. Like, regardless of what they do. Oh, they were never out. There were so many games they came nothing, back and won. you come back hey, to Southern hey, Miss. How many times did Tech football come back and win last year? Freaking, Tell me about it. Freaking about zero. Tell me about it. Zero. Tell me about it. Let's go ahead and take our final timeout. We come back from the break. We'll put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Hey, Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMW Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to BMW Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia, and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go dogs! Motors in Arcadia. This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national.bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Head coach Eric Kunkel and the Duncan Dogs are hungry for another shot at the postseason. Well, we've got a storied history here. For a chance to give their all. What we look at is great opportunity. And for an opportunity to rise to new heights. Everybody's trying to elevate their role into something greater this year than what they had a year ago. The Duncan Dogs hit the hardwood all season long. Right here on your home for Bulldogs basketball. The La Tech Sports Network from Learfield. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of Season 14, Bleed at Tech Blue Radio, as we put a bow on it on this Tuesday night, February the 8th. Beck, it's been a heck of a run this year. BC, it's always a pleasure. goes without saying. You, you are... 
You're the captain of the ship. Yeah, I know, but you are an important part. And, I uh, am. But none more important than Tabor. Tabor's run. Yeah, Tabor's the man. Tabor's. We appreciate all you do. We really do. Uh, if we had big, if Ben gave out big bonuses, I'm sure you'd get one. But I haven't got one, so maybe <laughs> you, you do more get sure one. than I am. But maybe hey. maybe you do get one, and I just don't. I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me one bit. Uh, ben, what do you got for us in the off season? What can we look to? Uh, so before we get to that, real quick, Dunkin' Dogs on the road at Charlotte. I believe it's a 6 p.m. local time tip Thursday night. Gainesville Stadium. Uh, Lady Texters will be at home. Uh, I believe it's a 6.30 p.m. tip inside the Thompson Assembly Center. Uh, mentioned earlier in the show, spring practice starts March the 22nd. Uh, it'll be a team scrimmage under the lights April the 8th before the spring game on April the 23rd. Uh, we'll have you covered throughout the duration of spring practice. BleedTechBlue.com. We are your home for Louisiana Tech Athletics, only nine ninety five a month. Hey, you don't have to be a message board guy to come enjoy some of the talks on bleed take blue a lot a lot a lot of valuable information yeah this i would say i'm not on other boards but i i know that uh some of the uh, expectations about boards is gonna be it's a lot of info that's not really great i feel like our board does a really good job of keeping it pretty cool yeah not a lot of back and forth not a lot no, of uh dogging but it coaches, does it does, a lot of good discussion right and it does give you the sense that everybody is for this team and there's some passive aggressive comments in there not going to pretend like there's not but sometimes you need them especially after when you go three and nine not a lot of good fair things enough. to talk about so. fair enough so let, let's look ahead to the off season um preliminary plans uh we're looking at hopefully uh putting together a bleed tech blue podcast uh, can't promise that it'll be every week. I, I think that kind of the intentions of us or, or the ideas that we have are something like every other week, uh, maybe 20, 25, 30 minutes. Just packed with good stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, it'll be packed with uh, all kinds of information. Of course, we'll call, cover Louisiana Tech basketball down the stretch as they get set for the conference tournament. March I'll, come the 8th. Out, I'll come out with a really good name for it. You know? uh, fair enough. Yeah, and then it'll get we you won't excited. Even, we don't even have to call it Bleak Tech Blue because no. – what the hell are we anyways? I, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, holy cow. Our podcast, you know. Uh, we'll cover Lane Burrows and the Diamond Dogs throughout the year. We'll obviously cover uh, Josh Taylor with the Louisiana Tech softball team. We'll cover it all. Spring practice. Heck, everybody's jacked up for spring practice. There's enough going on in the spring that it warrants a little bit of some discussion. No, you ain't lying. Uh, gonna have to tell Mrs. BTB, gotta step out for a sec. Yeah. Yeah, gotta gotta go to the old studio. Gotta get a maybe little after the little BTV is go to bed. You know, a little late night podcast recording. Bleed tech babies. <laughs> Don't hate it. Don't hate it. <laughs> Don't hate it. There ain't no doubt about it. So uh, that, that's kind of our plans for the off season. Of course, we appreciate all of our listeners uh, throughout each and every week. All of our callers. Want to thank our sponsors, uh, Courtesy Automotive, Brister Smokehouse. Uh, had me some bristers last week. It was tremendous. Dairy Queen, Bienville Motors, and Arcadia Walpole Tire, uh, Louisiana National Bank, our title sponsor. All of you are so greatly appreciative, or we are so appreciative yeah. of your support that allows us to be on the air each and every year. Like we said, God willing, we'll be back season 15, middle of August 2022 as we get cranked back up. Uh, but be on the lookout for Bleed Tech Blue radio podcast here in just a few weeks. So for our producer, John Tabor. 
For my co-host, Beck Haynes, I'm BC. Thanks for listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. We'll see you. for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Mark, right? When he said, and they like people want them to do. Like right. there wasn't even a black coach in the league right. at that point, unless it was. And then that was that Art was Show. right before Art Shell right. got the job. Right. Exactly. And, and real quick, uh, Art Shell was actually the second, and not really correcting anybody, but I do believe the second year of the league when it was formed, well, yeah, Chris Pollard was the actual right. first. Yeah, nineteen from yeah, nineteen eighty nine. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. yeah, but, exactly. but, that's it. but but right. that, but exactly. that's not. I know what not you're saying. Modern, yeah, in modern, modern times, because even baseball, there were some black players in the eighteen hundreds. Fleetwood, exactly. Walker, but that's not considered. That's not considered right. like the major leagues right. we know like today. Jackie Robinson. Exactly. Right. So I got you, Mark. You're right, Heather. Oklahoma City. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Heather? Hey guys, um, recent listener and my first time caller. Sorry, I'm a little Thank nervous. You. Um, okay, so I, I hear what other people are saying. There may be some merits that I just don't know. I follow the NFL, but I largely follow the Chiefs. And as you know, there's a story about Eric Bieniemy not getting a coaching yes. job. Yes. What do you think times. about that? Uh, just that, that, that this guy hasn't gotten an opportunity. Does that bother you or not? Okay. Here's, okay. I didn't want to get sidetracked, but. Real quick, here's what I think about it. Like, are we for sure that he wants to leave his current position? That's number one. Because yes. I feel like a lot of people are telling him his career. And it's like, I'm not saying he doesn't want to be a head coach, but, you know, maybe he I, likes I, he where he's at right leave. now. And he, he doesn't, he doesn't I want think to upset he wants that to apple cart. It works coach. for him right now. You know what I, I mean? Right. If he doesn't get a good offer, he might stay, right? Yeah. If it's a, what, t- a bad we team. But I think he in our, does. in our regular lives. You know what I mean? And yeah. nobody's telling us on Twitter how we're supposed to but do he our career. I mean, he's interviewed for jobs. Right. So I he wouldn't he be going on interviews. Right. right. I don't think. Go ahead, Heather. Yeah, and I just left a job after 13 years, and I didn't take anything. I took the right opportunity. I had to wait the better part of a year for the right opportunity. I took it, and I'm very glad I moved. So I think that's what he's doing. So the issue yeah. that you were talking about, though, yes. I feel like it's a top-down issue. I, I don't know. I'm not black. I'm white. I don't know if it's about uh, this is how we can be participant in the league. I love football. I will watch it. I don't care if there isn't a white person in, involved in any level of football. But I do feel like it's a top-down thing. Um, if you had more black ownership, 
then you would have because right now I feel like people are sticking no, I, with what they right know. About that. You know right. what I mean? If and if you had, had more, black black, if it came from the top right. down, you would have more positions from the no top question. down, other than whites. But here, yeah. here's the thing, Rob, and, and when you and thank you, Heather. Thanks, Heather. When you thank look you. at the crowd, and again, it's just population. We're 13 percent of the population. The crowds and th- those who are really feeding the beast economically are more white. And so I think owners, and it may not be, they may have the wrong thinking because there was a time when they thought if you got too many black players, whites wouldn't be into it, right? And that clearly isn't the case. But I think they feel like our crowds are mostly white. Our audiences are mostly white. They want to see some white involvement. I think I, that's a part of it, too. I, I, I get that, but I, I, I always think... Don't you don't you just want the best? Like like it's not like it's got to be. And I don't want to eat up. Let's get one more yeah, call in here call. because I because I'm I'm thinking of something and I don't want to get sidetracked. Uh, BJ in Florida, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, BJ? How you doing, fellas? I kind of agree with what you're saying, and I want you to think about this. If you look at the different nationalities, you have certain white players that play certain positions. Mostly kickers are, are Caucasians, and most of the DBs receivers are black. But if you think about it, in the olden days, they would have, you know, men fight to the death. They didn't want two puny dudes fighting. They wanted the biggest black guys or slaves that they had to fight. And I think personally, some of the GMs that are in the office really don't know what they're doing. They just pulling strings because they have money. And who do you guys think will win the Super Bowl? We're not there yet. We'll get to that, BJ. I'm leaning Rams. I'll give you a hint. Yeah, I'm not there yet, but thank you. Okay. Can we squeeze Marty in? Yeah, go Marty ahead. in Kentucky. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Marty? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Great. I'm glad you're chiming in, Marty. Want to hear your thoughts? I'm going to tell you with absolute certainty, I know that white sports fans and probably GMs and ownership and many other people in power, they do want to see some white players succeed. I'm going to be honest with you. I like seeing white players succeed because we're getting dominated in most of the popular American sports. And when a white guy can go out there and and get it done, it's like, oh, man, we we can do it. Right, right. (laughs) But I don't want it to be unfair. I want it legit. Right. But, but Marty, 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 let me ask you a question real quick. Seriously. So I thought, like, what happened in baseball, right, where black players, Chris, couldn't be bench players. They all had to be stars. There were no reserve black players, okay? So you had to be better to make it, right? So why hasn't that worked the other way for white players that realize that, like, if I'm not you know, as good as I like, like you, I think you're, you like, like I said with Cooper Cup and Hunter Renfro and Adam Thielen, I think they are like, look, we got to step up. We got to be and better. Those dudes are stepping up. And and look, Marty, I get it. I have absolutely no problem if a white kid is growing up today and he's looking at Cooper Cup saying, "I can be a receiver in the I NFL." I can do right, yeah. like yeah. I, agree I, with you, I, I got no problem out. whatsoever. You with remember that. Craig James was like yeah. for a long time was the last starting white running back, right. and now you got Christian McCaffrey. You remember again. that, right? So I just and, think stepping up, realizing, look, the competition is what it is. If we want to play, we're gonna have to be better. 
Chris, but your I, statement good. about getting white kids out there to play against black kids couldn't be more right. It could not be more right. You want to, if you're a white man and you got a kid that's an athlete, you want to get your kid out there.